Alright everyone, welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast Season 2, Episode 6. I said it all again. <laughs> All right, guys, in this episode, we are joined once again by Tim from Cornered Hill Firearms. And we have a live studio audience today <laughs> as well, don't we? <laughs> we actually do, yes. All right, guys, if you notice Kylie's new awesome shirt over there, this says No Grit, No Glory. Uh, that is a Hold Fast shirt. So we have a new sponsor of the podcast, Hold Fast. If you go to the link in the description, you can check out. They have all kinds of really awesome shirts. I have this one. It says, Fight the Good Fight, Hold Fast. Uh, it's a really good shirt. They got a lot of awesome shirts over there. Check them out in the link in the description. All right, so we actually just wrapped up a really awesome class. As a matter of fact, we did. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to go ahead and just get a podcast on this. Uh, I think we have a couple of uh, little places on us. I think, Tim, you might have the worst one, actually. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. Uh, won't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we did a uh, room clearing class with Tim. Tim sent me an email and said, hey, how would you, would you uh, be interested in coming and doing a room clearing class? And we jumped on that one very quickly. Yep. <laughs> So it was pretty good. I uh, haven't done this in a while. And, yeah. Uh, I've had people asking me to do it for quite some time. And uh, I thought, well, it, it, the problem always is, you know, how do you do it? Where do you do it? Um, mm -hmm. Safety is yeah. obviously the most important thing. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what has always been my concern is being able to do it and do it safely. Right. So and we moved into our new location 107A Main Street, Hudson, North Carolina, 28638. And we are able to do this kind of stuff in here now because the place is a little bit bigger. Yeah, so. yeah. And how, how different was this trying to kind of move this from the idea of, because uh, you did this in the military. You Correct. taught this in the military a lot. So, like, how do you do this to now kind of moving to civilians? So, uh, a lot of it is um, tempering what I say. <laughs> right? So, uh, I would always be much more harsh than I am here. Um, understanding, you know, these are not professionals doing this. Right, right. And so they're going to make a lot of mistakes. I feel almost insulted a little bit. We're just going to, uh, you know, take our time, take it slowly, and just cover basics. I mean, we're not going to make, you know, professional room clearers out of, out of everybody. It's just, it's something that, everybody's interested a lot of people are interested in doing yeah and it's a good way to kind of break them into you know different aspects of what they may have to do one day god forbid in their own house right and, uh, mm -hmm. and so really you know we're just this is not a high speed thing we're just covering the basics mm -hmm. but it's it's a lot of fun it gives people an experience that they probably have never had and I think it went really, really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It went way better than I had hoped for today. Yeah. So. Well, you know, you said that, that we were going to be guinea pigs for it, and uh, I think it was I think it was excellent. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, and that's why, you know, we, we discussed before when I host you to do the same thing down there at our facility as well in Lexington. Yeah, and we so. will be down in Lexington, and we will get everything set up. Yeah. And, you know, it's all prototype right now, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're doing it indoors and something we've never done in in this sector before and so everything's a prototype here today yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know but, learned a couple lessons putting it together mm. so. 
Yeah. I think uh, the the force on force aspect of it, it was really good. I enjoyed the tactics and the, all that kind of stuff, and, and it kind of learning some of the things, and then learning that some of the things I thought were correct were not, mm-hmm. um, which is why I always love coming up here and training with you because I always see it's like, oh, okay, well, I'd heard that, but I see why that doesn't really work in reality. And then taking that and then kind of moving to that force on force part of it because we, we did the training. Uh, we talked about techniques, and then we did some walkthroughs and some different things with some static targets, and then we kind of moved mm-hmm. to that force on force. And it was kind of uh – I want to ease into how I say this, but <laughs> it was kind of a free for all, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, it was fun. It was any fun. kind of force on force stuff. You know, we do our um, when we're doing like our defender weekends. We we do right. these things. We bring people in. You know, by the time we get to the the actual drills, man, our last day, it, it it's there's a lot of free for all because yeah. you know you kind of within bounds. You know, sure. mm-hmm. it has it, to be that way. It, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So the the force on force stuff was just intended to. Okay, let's see what you learned, and let's kind of put an aggressor in there or two aggressors or whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, let's have some fun with it and see who comes out or if you come out on top or if you get whacked. I was on both ends of that. That's really what it was all about. Won sometimes, lost sometimes. You know, I even took one in the face. Yeah. So we, have we got just a couple of videos on these. I'm sure Kylie will overlay these yep. those as we're talking. Uh, and so. you guys will see it, it is just a free for all. It's this is not a professional. So it, well, it, everybody is in no way professional. Well, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's the first time. Correct. Other than you, I don't think anybody's done anything like right. that. So it was it was just a completely different experience. Uh, I've done a lot of shooting and even done a lot of shooting under pressure and different things like this, but clearing a room. It's a whole different that's ball game, different. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if you remember, you know, when, when we first met years ago, you started taking like the basic instructor classes and things like that. And, I, and then when we moved into the more advanced shooting instructor classes and I said, throw away everything that you know, because mm-hmm. this is a whole different animal. And obviously you don't throw away everything yeah, that yeah. you were taught, but... Mm-hmm. but Defensive combat shooting is completely an entirely different animal mm-hmm. than standing in front of a target at, right. you know, 10, 15 feet and popping holes in it, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Completely different animal. Well, now we've gone you take to that a even whole further. different yeah. zoo, right? We're yeah. not just looking at either, even the same animals. We're just in a different zoo now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, I, I know I try to explain that to when I'm teaching uh, concealed carry classes, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do all the concealed carry classes, which is basically just teach the law and then go out there and shoot on a flat range, a paper target and all this. And I try to explain to everybody that's not real. It's not defensive shooting. No, and not. until people really take the classes to kind of understand the difference between actual defensive shooting and then that it's it's a completely different ball ballgame. Uh, so I always encourage them to get more training. And I will just say any of the listeners, wherever you are, find some training to get you actually doing something other than just standing on a flat range shooting paper. Yeah, because that really does you no good out in the real world or you know the kind of stuff we were doing today is more like god forbid somebody breaks into your home Mm -hmm. and you don't ever want to go hunt them even in your home even though you know the ground layout you know everything you still want your family in a safe room Mm -hmm. and you know call the police and make your stand in your safe room you don't Mm -hmm. because you don't know how many uh intruders there are right uh typically um According to statistics these days, it, 
the average home invasion has four intruders. Yeah. And so unless you've got cameras everywhere, which I do, but unless, you know, <laughs> most people don't, unless you've got cameras everywhere, you're really not going to know where they are. Yeah. And if you don't have cameras everywhere, you should get some cameras because you want to know where people are yeah. if they're coming mm-hmm. into your home, right? So mm-hmm. you want to be as prepared as you possibly can. And hopefully this kind of gave you some ideas on tactics on how to, you know, if, God forbid, you know, your family member is on the other side of the house and you have to get to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you picked up a few things that would be handy on how to move through and, and cover your corners and things yeah. like that. And, you know, corner rooms and things like that. Yeah. So. It's something that I definitely want to do again. For sure. I feel like uh, it's one of those things, and I know it's like everything else, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Uh, So it's just one of those things I just feel like I would would need and want more practice on. It's just something I want to kind of, you know, repeat again and again a few times to kind of give a good idea of what can expect, you know, different things. Get better at it. And we will definitely come down to Lexington and do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now that you kind of see how we did it here, you can kind of tailor it toward, mm-hmm. you know, your your space there. And I think we could probably set up pretty easily. In oh, yeah, yeah. So what do you think, Kylie? Um, so beforehand, I was really... What kind of expectation did you come with? <laughs> I, come actu- I came actually with, like, it was going to be a whole lot worse than it actually was. It was kind of the way that... I thought there was going to be a whole lot more force on force than there actually was. Um... Because whenever one of my cousins found out that I was doing it, they were like, show me the welts afterward. I'm "I'm hoping there's not going to be that many welts. (laughs) Um, But if I do anything new, I'm typically expecting the worst to happen rather than, uh, you know, the easiest thing to happen, basically. So the force on force at the end was kind of just kind of a fun free-for-all, just to kind of, you know blow off some steam but you're right it, there we did not focus heavily on force on force uh the entire you know first part of it the first probably two-thirds of it was all okay this is how you want to come in this is how you want to clear mm-hmm. so it was all was it, it was not force on force heavy at all right and that was kind of at the end just to kind of blow off some steam and have fun at the end yeah mm-hmm so how do you think everyone else did in the class? I think everyone else did okay. <laughs> do you think they enjoyed it? Yeah, I think they definitely enjoyed it, yes. Knowledgeable? Yes. Learned something? Yes. I'm giving you open-ended questions <laughs> here, and you're giving me yes. No, it was just, I think it was just really cool uh, and very eye-opening. And that, So tell me what was eye-opening to you. Let's talk about that. Okay. So as I was saying earlier, there is things that in, in your head that you have, when you're going into something like this, you think that it's going to go a certain way or everything, and it just does not. Like I said, I was on both ends of that, kind of won some scenarios, kind of lost some scenarios. And in both of those, you, you really kind of learn a lot because they never know, they never go the way you expect them to go. That's right. Yeah. And when you're going in and we had what, six, was it six rooms? Six rooms. Six rooms to clear. So we come in and we never knew exactly where the person was going to be. And 
Some of the rooms were static, so they were the same. Yeah. But mm-hmm. one room was definitely not static. And, and that one room that we could move around also completely changed the layout of everything and had to change mm-hmm. the strategy. Because when you when you went through and you said, oh, okay, that room is now different. And um, and I was not in the group that the whole room got changed on. So, but uh, so Kyle was. was. Uh, the thing is, I had to go back inside to grab safety glasses, and by that point, I had seen that it had been moved. Oh, did you warn everybody? I tried to. I would said something. <laughs> I did say so something. So John's over there shaking his head. I look, no, she I look back and no, uh, no. She just I left said, us out to dry. I said, by the way, the room has moved. Uh, apparently, you didn't apparently get that to my your team. didn't get heard. <laughs> yeah. Or I just said it inside my head. Either one could have happened. That's possible. You are your mother's daughter. Yeah, I mean, that was, I thought that was really interesting as, as we were moving the room on them. And I thought, yeah, this is going to suck for them. You it know? Is. It is. But no, honestly, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys even figured that part out because we were moving it and it was taking so long to get things moved around and so much noise moving the tables and everything. I didn't know if you guys realized it was being changed or not. Nope, we were just. You kind of thought it was? Yeah. I didn't didn't think so. I was just stretching. So what kind of expectation did you come with? Let's ask. Let's talk about that. You know, in all honesty, I, I just expected it to be fun. Uh, I, I've said it, it before. It? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've said it before. Um, for me, I always want to grow. And if I'm in a situation where I feel like I am kind of lost mm-hmm. at the moment, or if I'm in a subject matter that it's, you know, I'm not really sure about, right. then I know I'm growing, you know? So that, that's kind of the thing for me is this just looking at how, you know, am I putting myself in a situation where I'm learning something and kind of growing as an instructor as you know just a defender in Mm -hmm. some way or form or fashion um and that's my goal i want to be a better protector a better defender and everything as long as that's meeting that i I just i just want to go to those type situations and i always know that when you have something like that it's going to stretch me and it's going to be fine yeah that's that's so i mean i know what we do is serious and and you know we deal with life and death. Right? You have to make that come up, but you have to make it fun. But you yeah. make it fun. Yeah. it's got to be fun. If it's not fun, yeah, nobody's going to learn, and exactly. they're certainly not going to want to come back, and they're not going to want to tell their friends. And yeah, it, yeah, you know. that goes for like little dragons as well. Like I teach three to six year olds at karate, mm-hmm. and if you don't make anything like if they don't move around as much, they're going to lose their attention on the teacher. Right. Um, so that's why I like kind of make it as fun as I possibly can whenever we're talking about like self-defense because we go through like a certain theme as I like to call them for a month Uh, this month is going to be sparring and just getting them to know like the basic idea about sparring and what it is is the main goal for that but also having them know the basic techniques as well and just making it fun for them uh, is something that I really push on a lot of the assistance is making sure that their energy is higher than they actually feel um, because then the little dragon's energy will be higher because they feed off of that energy. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you're dealing with kids or adults. If you don't if you don't take a serious subject and make it fun to learn, nobody's going to learn gonna, anything. Nobody's going to come back and keep training, yep. you know, anything. And that's so. the big thing. We want people to come back and train, right? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you, you guys have heard me say it for years now. You need to train, 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 and then train some more. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, shooting is a perishable skill. The less you do it, the worse you're going to get. Yeah. And the older you get, 
the worse you're going. Well, that's pretty much anything when it comes to defense. If you're yeah. trying to defend yourself or, or protection, however you want to look at it, if you're not training and working on it, it's, it's not one of those things where you just get to a certain point and then you just stay there. You, it was Everything will start to diminish after a while. I have a really good friend of mine, and he said, uh, Tim, everyone's a legend in their own yeah. mind. <laughs> so, you know, you remember what you used to be able to do, and you think you can still do it. Mm. Well, if you're not out there training, you cannot still do it. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've gone to classes and just kind of been humbled at, uh, you know, God, I should be doing so much better. <laughs> it's like, well, you pass the class, but passing the class is not my, yeah. you know, my goal. Passing the class is not the measure of success for me. You and I had that discussion one time because I came out and I... Uh, I did something. It was, I don't remember. I've come out here and trained with you a lot. So I came out here and trained and it was like, I did everything at a passable level, but I was like, I know that is not because we, I rode with you and we were talking about that on the ride back. I was like, man, that was not at the level that I'm used to performing at. Right. And I was very upset. And I know you told me that, you know, you, you, you'd done that. You're like, Oh, you're passable. But yeah, I understand. It's very upsetting. I don't want to just pass, man. I want to, I want to perform at a certain level. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. My family expects me to be able to perform at a certain level. I expect myself to be able, be able to perform at that level. Yeah. And if I'm not doing that, I'm not just failing myself. I'm failing my family. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And that's what most people who come and take a concealed carry class, for example, they don't understand that. No. They just they don't have that mindset. And I'm not banging on people who come and take a concealed carry class. And then, but you know, you got to remember you're carrying a tool that is designed to take a life right that is what that tool is designed to do and if you are not proficient at the use of that tool either you are going to die or god forbid you'll kill an innocent bystander right right Right? and then you know kind of flows into what we're doing here because yeah that's great you're carrying your gun but do you carry your gun in your house you know, where, what do you do with your gun when you walk into the house? If somebody kicks your door in and comes in, how are you going to respond? How are you going to defend your house? Mm. You know, so many people, they take their gun as soon as they walk in the house, put it in a safe. Well, that's great, and that's good if that's what you do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Your gun is properly secured. But the question is, how do you now defend yourself and your family when your gun's in your safe? And the options could be, hey, I got multiple safes in my house. And mm. it's great, you know. Um, put one safe on one end of the house, another, and I'm just gonna build. You know, you don't have to have a huge safe, just little desktop, uh, you, you know, digital safe that you can keep a handgun or two or three or five in, yeah. and you know, get to it when you need to. Yeah. Well, I heard about for for the purposes of like, and this is off subject of what we've been talking about, but even for purchases purposes of like a house fire or something like that, they said it's a lot better to have multiple safes throughout your house than it is to have one safe because that one safe can get damaged enough Mm -hmm. to where even if it might protect the guns for the moment, if it melts the ways to get in, which I've actually heard of that happening, they have to cut into it, then it's going to damage the guns. So it's, it's better off to have your guns kind of spread out a little bit in multiple safes um, because some places in the house will be worse than others. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's a completely different situation, but another reason why you might want to consider that. Multiple safes. Yeah. yeah. There's a cornucopia, a plethora, if you will. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Tim with his words. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and click that bell notification. That way you can find out whenever we have another episode of the podcast. Alright guys, we'll see you in the next episode.